Then I picked up an iron bar from the pile of scrap and hit him hard on the back of his head. I heard the skull crack like a nut and saw the blood splash on the ivory keys of the old piano. I made sure he was dead. Then I dragged his body off the path, piled rusty metal over it, and left him there. Now there was no one to stop me, no one to claim plagiarism. I had to get back to the hotel and write down the music before I lost it. As luck would have it, at the other side of the junkyard, past another set of crossroads, was a wide boulevard lined with a few run-down shops and low-life bars. I saw a cab with its light on coming up the road and waved it down. The cabbie stopped, and twenty minutes later I was back in my hotel room. I called the tune The Magic of Your Touch, and it became a staple of the jazz repertoire from big bands to small combos. Arrangements proliferated, and one of the band members, who fancied himself a poet, added lyrics to the melody. That was when we really struck the big time. Billy Holiday recorded it, then Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, Peggy Lee, Mel Torme, Ella Fitzgerald. Suddenly it seemed that no one could get enough of the magic of your touch, and the big bucks rolled in. I hardly need say that the sudden wealth and success brought about an immense change in my lifestyle. Instead of flea-bag hotels and two-bit whores, it was penthouse suites and high-class call girls all the way. I continued to play with the sextet, of course, but we hired a vocalist, and instead of sleazy bars, we played halls and big-name clubs. I can't say that I never gave another thought to the wizened old black man playing his honky-tonk piano beside the brazier. Many times I even dreamed about that night and what I did there, on instinct without thinking— and woke up in a cold sweat, my heart pounding. But nobody ever found his body, or if they did, it never made the news. The years passed, and I believed that I was home and dry. Until, that is, little by little, things started to go wrong. I've always been of a fairly nervous disposition. Highly strung, my parents used to say, blaming it on my musical talent, or vice versa. Whiskey helped, and sometimes I also turned to pills, mostly tranquilizers and barbiturates, or lewds, to take the edge off things. So imagine my horror when we were halfway through a concert at Massey Hall in my hometown of Toronto playing Solitude, and I found my left hand falling into the familiar chord patterns of the magic of your touch, my right hand picking out the melody. No matter what tune we started after that, all my hands would play was the magic of your touch. In the end, I felt a panic attack coming on. I'd had them before. And pale and shaking, numb and dizzy, I had to leave the stage. Afterwards, in the dressing room, Ed, our stand-up bass player, approached me. What is it, man? What the hell happened out there? I shook my head. I don't know. I couldn't help myself. It's like the song took me over. It was weird, scary. I've never experienced anything like that before. Playing in the band was out of the question from that night on. Whenever my hands got near a piano, they started to play The Magic of Your Touch. I don't really think anyone missed me very much. My retirement from performing for health reasons was announced, and I imagine people assumed that life on the road just got too much for someone of my highly strung temperament. After the Toronto concert, I developed an annoying ringing in my ears. Tinnitus, I believe it's called, and it drove me up the wall with its sheer relentlessness. 
But worse than that, one night when I went to bed, I heard as clear as a bell, louder than the ringing, the opening chords of the magic of your touch, as if someone were playing a piano inside my head. It went on until the entire song was finished, then started again at the beginning. It was only after swallowing twice my regular nightly dose of Nembatol that I managed to drift into a coma-like stupor and, more important, into something approaching blessed silence. No matter what I did, I couldn't get the song out of my head. Every minute of every day and every night it played over and over again in a continuous tape loop. The pills helped up to a point, but I found my night's sleep shrinking from four hours to three to two, then one if I was lucky. People shunned me, crossed the street when they saw me coming. I started muttering to myself, putting my hands over my...